0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for standing by, and welcome to the Sierra Metals Fourth Quarter and Year End 2020 Financial Results Conference Call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. After the speaker's presentation, there will be a question and answer session. To ask a question during the session, you will need to press star 1 on your telephone. If you require any further assistance, please press star 0. I would now like to hand the call over to your speaker today, Mike McAllister. Vice President, Investor Relations. Thank you. Please go ahead.
1: Thank you, Operator, and good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sierra's year-end 2020 results conference call. On today's call, we are joined by Luis Marchese, our CEO, and Ed Guimaras, our CFO. Today's call will be followed by a question and answer period. The accompanying presentation for today's call is available for download through the, through the webcast or from the company's website at sierrametals.com. Yesterday's press release, the financial statements, and the management discussion and analysis are also posted on the company's website. Before I turn the call over to Ed, I would like to indicate that this earnings call contains forward-looking information that is based on the company's current expectations, estimates, and beliefs. This forward-looking information is subject to a number of risks, uncertainties, and other factors. Actual results could differ materially from our conclusions, forecasts, or projections as reflected in the forward-looking information. Additional information about the material factors that could cause actual results to differ materially from our from the conclusions, forecasts, or projections in the forward-looking information and material factors, or assumptions that were applied in drawing conclusions or making a forecast or projection as reflected in the forward-looking information is contained in the company's annual information form, which is publicly available on CDAR or EDGAR via Form 40F or on the company's website. Please note that all dollar amounts mentioned on today's call are in U.S. dollars unless otherwise noted. I would now like to turn the call over to Ed Maris, our CFO, for the financial highlights, then to Luis Marchese, our CEO for the company Outlook. Please go
2: ahead, Ed. Thanks, Mike, and good morning, everyone. Turning now to slide four, the company achieved exceptional results in 2020 despite managing the implications of COVID. We reported a 6% increase to our consolidated throughput and record adjusted EBITDA of 97 million. We also reported strong cash flow and net income, and we finished the quarter and year end with approximately 71.5 million in cash. These solid results are the product of evolving, optimized operations and expansions ramp up, providing stronger financial and operational performances, which we expect to continue into 2021. Our revenue mix by metal continues to be led by copper, followed by silver, which have taken an increasing percentage of the overall revenue mix, with a ramp up of the Bolivar copper mine and the Kusi silver mine. Gold has also seen a continued increase as a percentage of the mix, aided by improved production at Bolivar and supported by higher gold prices. In 2020, we saw an improvement in copper, silver and gold realized prices. Copper has continued to improve by the end of the year and remains strong currently. Precious metals have also remained relatively strong as we finished the year and into 2021. Turning now to slide five, compared to the same period in 2019, Cash costs were down at all mines and this was attributable to higher throughput, lower operating and lower contractor costs due to operational challenges challenges from COVID. All-in sustaining costs were also lower at Bolivar and Cusi. However, we did see a 10% increase in the all-in sustaining costs at Yorikocha due to the higher treatment and refining costs. Other costs were in line with the the costs that were incurred in 2019. With that, I will now turn the call over to our CEO, Luis Marchesi. Luis? Thanks, Ed. Well, good morning, everyone.
3: Turning to a slide six and looking ahead in 2021, we continue to see a strong growth for the company as operations in Mexico are on the way to value at an increased capacity of 5,000 dollars per day at Bolivar and 1,100 per day at Cruz. Furthermore, We recently received an ITS environmental permit and expect to receive the final ITM permit in Q2 2021, which would see agriculture increase primitive throughput by 20% to 3,600 tons per day. We are optimistic that with improved operating efficiency and continued strength in metal prices, we will be in a position to meet the annual production and EBITDA guidance provided. COVID-19 is certainly still challenging us, and case counts remain high in Mexico and Peru. However, policies and practices are in place to manage these issues while prioritizing our employees and surrounding communities health and safety. At the we continue to complete drilling to grow our mineral reserves and resources and complete the development work requiring operations to increase production in the future. We expect these capital expenditure projects to resolve Increased cash flows and lower cash costs. Additionally, we expect to fund these capital expenditure programs through the generation of operating cash. At Bolivar and Cusi, similar to Yerricocha, we are ramping up mineral exploration programs and completing infrastructure and operational improvements. These improvements include an extended stainless facility at both mines. And driving an underground tunnel that will connect the mines with the concentrated plants at Bolivar to improve efficiencies and reduce haulage costs. Furthermore, we continue to work on the community study, which builds upon the previous PEA completed at all three mines. The study in the expansion of the agriculture mine 50 to 1,500 tons per day and a doubling of production at the Bolivar and 50 mines to 10,240 tons per day. In conclusion, turning to the Slide 7, the company has had a solid year despite the adversities we faced from the COVID-19 pandemic and we're still able to emerge with a stronger balance sheet and cash position. While we continue to operate in a vulnerable environment due to COVID-19, we still remain optimistic we expect further cash flow and liquidity improvements in 2021, a benefit of improved production and net of The company has made the necessary capital investments and infrastructure improvements to grow production and improve costs, and we are now reaching the rewards. We remain committed to the company's prudent and sustainable growth and, more importantly, to improving the partial value benefiting all shareholders. With that, I will
1: now turn the call back to Mike. Thanks, Louise. That ends the presentation portion of the call. We would now like to open the call to questions from participants. However, in the interest of time and fairness, we ask participants to try and keep their questions to a limit of two to give all participants an opportunity to ask questions. With that said, operator, please open the line.
0: As a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, please press star one on your telephone keypad if you would like to ask a question. Our first question comes from the line of Heiko Ill with HCW. Your line is open.
2: Hey there, Thanks for taking my questions and hope uh, everybody's staying safe. Um, According to your press release, and, the, and, and it's also on md page 7, exploration at yard posture were suspended uh, with you know COVID restrictions and all that stuff, and you only drilled 10,100 meters of the 25,000 that you wanted to do. Um, in January, during your 2020 production release, you mentioned that 10 million have been carried over from the 2020 CapEx budget for Carry 4 projects. What's the latest spend for Peru specifically? Has this expectation changed since January? And should we anticipate these expenditures to be quite front-loaded for the year, given that they were initially expected to be incurred last year? Uh, in other words, what are you starting to see for Q1, which is almost over? Hi, Thanks. Thanks for your for your question. Yeah, they were largely the delays were largely due to COVID, and we we have seen COVID continue into, into 2021. Um, in terms of our guidance, we're still holding to our capex guidance. Um, so they're they're not going to be front loaded as you indicated. Um, I, I think you're still going to see some impacts. Into, into q1 but we're we're still holding firm with our guidance that we put out in January. got it and then just one more can you provide some color on what you've been seeing with the treatment and refining costs in q1 so far i mean in peru last year you spent 45.8 million TNCs. and i understand that figure isn't very comparable with the current environment but i mean is it maybe just a little bit more detail on what you can provide for a 2021 to today um, sure, I, go, I can't really go into too much details there, but I, I can talk in general terms in terms of where benchmark was um, and where indicative benchmarks are. Last year, benchmark was just under three hundred; it was two ninety nine per ton. And what we've seen so far and into the end of fourth quarter and into this year, we saw about fifty percent lower in terms of Indications where benchmark might um, you know, spot prices have been all over the place with container shortages that are uh, happening in China. So you've got higher freight costs. So all in all, it's, it looks like they're going to be better than what they were in 2020 for 2021. Um, and copper, copper is looking like uh, last year's benchmark was about $60 per ton six uh, months on the refining side and we're seeing about indications are there about 25% lower in that uh, in that regard. That's all I feel comfortable in coming. Uh, that's, that's actually pretty comprehensive. Appreciate the insight, uh, stay well, stay safe. Thanks, Michael.
0: Our next question comes from the line of Mark Reichman with Noble Capital Markets. Your line is now open.:
1: Thank you, and good morning. This question is just on page six of the presentation where uh, they talk about the uh, new tailings dam, uh, both for QC and, and Bolivar. and I was just wondering if perhaps you could comment on that and kind of how those, those uh, expansions set you up, you know or whether you'll, you know, whether that's going to provide enough capacity and kind of
3: what's, what you're envisioning there. Thank you, Mark. Yes, uh, as we speak, we're finishing the first stage in Cusis new tailings dam, and we're finishing as well the first stage in, in Bolivar. Both are are thought out for the mid to long term operation of the mice. So these are going to give us the space for the next uh, few years uh, tailings uh, from both mice. Uh, so this is a capex that we are Observing now, but it's going to to let us operate uh, comfortably for the next uh, few years.
1: Okay, and then my second question: It's just uh, is is there any any updates uh, related to the uh, strategic review that you announced earlier in the year, or uh, uh, anything related to that that is worth mentioning?
2: Hi, Mark, I, I can take that one on. Yes, as stated in the company's press release of January 8, 2021, the company does not intend to provide announcements or updates regarding this, this strategic process unless or until it determines that further disclosure is appropriate and necessary. That, that's all we have to come Okay,
3: no, that's helpful,
0: thanks. Our next question comes from Alex Huntrak with CIBC World Markets. Your line is open.
4: Hi guys, thanks for taking my questions. Uh, just want to ask on on cost. So obviously they are up a bit in in Q4, um, and I think most of that was due to due to COVID. But um, you know, should we expect basically flat costs into Q1 as well? Um, you know, given that COVID hasn't really, really improved as much as we would have liked. And then you know, is there is there a risk to guidance if if vaccine rollouts are delayed later into the year? Or how have you sort of incorporated, um, I guess, COVID assumptions?
2: Thanks, Alex. I'll take the first part of the question and then I'll pass the second one to Louise. Yes. In terms of costs, you know, COVID has continued. It's not like it ended in 2020. Obviously, we're seeing uh, some some uh, additional waves happening into uh, 2021 in January and so forth. So I I I believe that you uh, you will see there could be some repercussions on costs, um, but we are still sticking to our guidance that was put out in January. Okay. Um, I'll pass it over to Luis for the second part of
3: the question. So uh, as Ed said we are, we are maintaining our guidance uh, for twenty twenty one. And in Peru we we are in the second in the height of the second wave now. We started mid January and we are still there and uh, Mexico has had the heat of COVID as all of North America. Now we've also had the heat of the winter waves that went down to Texas and northern Mexico. So that's also hit us a bit. So uh, we we are feeling the pain of those two,
4: two issues that ca- come on top of us. Okay. No, fair, fair enough. Um, just wanted to kind of take a temperature check on that, but that sounds, sounds good. Thank you. And then maybe just... just... Um, you know, so obviously, you know, we don't have any reserves right now because of the PEAs last year. But then I assume that when the pre-feasibility studies come out, we'll get uh, reserve updates with those. So will there be anything that changes in terms of price assumptions, in the reserve calculations, or can we just kind of assume that you know we take the last, the last reserve statement, subtract depletion, and, and we should be sort of matching up when uh, when the new reserves are out? Yes, well, that should be a way to do it. Yeah. Alex, uh,
3: yeah, we, we are planning to, to release a reserves one once we have uh, finalized uh, and agreed on the PFS
4: uh, during this year. Okay. okay. So, no changes to our metal price assumptions or anything? No, not, not for the Zambi, no. Okay, thank you.
0: Our next question comes from James Young with Midwest Investments. Your line is open.
5: Oh, hi. Uh, A couple of questions here for you. Number one is regarding your guidance for EBITDA in 2021 of 170 to 185, can you give us a sense as to where that, what what is your range of EBITDA given the fact that you had copper prices up about 16% since that guidance was issued? And silver has also been a little
2: bit higher. Hi, Jim. Thanks for your question there. Yeah, copper's up. Since our guidance that we put out uh, in January, uh, copper's up about 10%, actually. And uh, and silver has remained uh, relatively the same. Um, So we're we're still sticking with our consensus. Um, And uh, I I think I I would... uh, have you or direct you to, to analysts uh, updated uh, EBITDA price? I, I believe Alex CIDC just put out a, uh, a revised target. That's, that's all I have to say on that.
5: Okay. And uh, I guess the question regarding, of course, the strategic uh, uh, alternatives that you're pursuing. I heard what you said about no announcements, but can you give us a sense as to when you made this announcement on January 8th, there's some price expectation about the ability to follow through and get this executed and done. Can you give us a sense as to are you feeling less confident today or more confident today if you'll reach some uh, mutually agreeable agreement?
2: Tim, I can't comment uh, beyond what I commented in answering uh, Mark's question. Okay. <laughs> can you give us a sense at all as to about I mean
5: here we are it's uh it's March 8 19th and uh it's I would expect that if something's gonna if something's going to occur that we should be hearing something say by the end of April
2: I appreciate your understanding Jim in this matter but we we don't intend to provide announcements or updates regarding the process unless uh, or until it's determined that further disclosure is appropriate and necessary.
5: Okay. Thank you very much.
2: That's it for me.
0: As a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone. Our next question comes from Lee with Omega Family Office. Your line is open. Thank
6: you. It's Lee Cooperman. Anyway, um, there's something wrong with your financial communications, and let me explain why I say that. Freeport Copper and gold is up 32% year to date. Your stock is down 13.9%. okay They have not announced a, uh, an attempt to uh, seek strategic alternatives, which would be a plus for your stock. So, despite making that announcement on January 8th, your stock is down 13.8%. And I couldn't think, and management's done an excellent job in managing the business. The earnings look terrific. And so, you know, you've kept people in the dark. So, I, I think a ver- I have three questions. Question number one is, what do you think a reasonable free cash flow generation for this year is? Um, the CapEx you mentioned is 78 million. I assume net interest expense will be very nominal, because you're generating cash and you have net debt coming into the year of 27.9. you probably end the year, I assume, with net cash. But uh, what, what, what kind of free cash flow are you anticipating for the year? A range.
2: Hi, thanks for your question. I'm not going to comment further than what's in our guidance that was published in January. I think that
6: there's another. What was your free cash flow guidance in, in January, February?
2: I'd have you look at that, Lee. I'm not. I'm not prepared to get into that on this call.
6: What are you prepared to get into? It's is so ridiculous that you know it's like, like it's like drilling, you know, a, a tooth, basically. You know, you, you gave. Various assumptions on ibida You give CapEx. The interest expense uh, uh, is, is going to be a nominal number. What, what kind of cash taxes? I assume that you're going to generate cash flow of almost 100 million dollars this year. Maybe, maybe I don't know, 80 to 100 million or something like that. I'm on a conference call. I can't trust anybody now. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I was interrupted. No, no problem.
2: Just to get to your, like, it's all in the guidance, If it's
6: in the guidance, just give me a number. I don't have it in front of me. What, what do you think you generate in the way of cash? Do you expect to end the year with net cash?
2: Well, take take the adjusted EBITDA and uh, that range and just deduct the, the anticipated effects. And, and what
6: yeah, about, it? That's what about it? you want to give me a, a, a number that you expect for taxes or interest?
5: No, I, I don't want to do that now, Lee.
6: You know, okay. Second, now what? Everyone has asked you a question about the strategic process, okay? And I I hear your answers, but it's not an unreasonable question to ask. When do you think the process will be concluded? Not asking what the outcome is going to be. When do you think the shareholders should expect to hear from you as to the process? It was announced January 8th. Uh, These processes take usually three or four months. I would guess before you announced in January 8th, you had some insight into the process already basically do you think we're likely to hear from you before the end of april and i'm not asking what you're going to say i'm asking when when will the process be concluded will you know that you have an acceptable offer or you you don't
2: there's there's nothing more i can say on that uh, well you're it's getting little...
6: bad advice from your advisors okay last question before i give up on you people What level of debt would management be comfortable in carrying? And let me explain what's behind the question. I think your stock is ridiculously mispriced. I think you probably have a potential of earning $200 million, basically. If I put two times leverage in the company, you have the capacity to borrow $400 million. I don't know if management would be comfortable in doing that. $400 million is not an inconsequential uh, percentage of the market cap of the company. So would the company consider, if you don't get an acceptable offer, I think the stock is very mispriced, if you don't get an acceptable offer, would the company consider recapping itself? And as one of the lighter shows in the company, I would not be against that. The market cap is $472 million, uh, so $200 million, you know, basically would represent a pretty significant percentage of the company. But I don't know what the management's attitude is towards taking on debt. Can you elaborate
2: on that a little bit? Right now, we, there's no there's no need to take on debt. We have, uh, as you mentioned, did their targets. There's, there's really no need. Should there be a need down the road, for sure, we'll we'll consider it. Uh, but, but right now, uh, we're cash flowing enough to fund all of our growth projects, and uh, there's there's no need for for debt at this time.
0: Our next question comes from James Young with Midwest Investments. Your line is open.
5: Yeah, hi. Um, given where you were on a net cash or on the uh, the net debt level ending the fourth quarter, can you give us a sense are you already net cash positive because of uh, when I think about the significant price increase that we've seen so far year to date in the metal markets and your cash generating ability? Can you give us a sense are you are are you currently net uh, cash positive?
2: Hi right, Jim, no, we can't comment on that yet. That's not publicly disclosed. We're, we're this is a Q4 and year-end uh, conference call. I'm not prepared to to comment on um, on our net debt position into 2021. That we we will provide in the May conference call for Q1. Do you have a do you have a date?
5: Have <laughs> you already established a date for your first quarter call?
2: I, I, I think it's usually the third week, Jim, but we. I'm not sure, Mike, if that's it's around May 18th or thereabouts, but, but that hasn't been finalized yet. Mike, is there any comment you could add on that?
1: You're on mute. Yeah, it's around that time, uh, the, around the third week. We haven't finalized the date quite yet, um, but we will put out um, an announcement um, well in advance of that, Jim.
0: that's all the time that we have for questions today i'll now turn the call over to mike McAllister for closing comments
1: thank you operator that concludes today's call on behalf of the management team i would like to thank all participants for joining us today a replay of the webcast and all the materials can be found on our website at crmetals.com if there are any further questions or concerns you can reach out to us after today's call our contact information is in the presentation as well as on the company website thank you operator please conclude
5: the call my Rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.
0: Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.